The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 125, recorded December 23rd, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the team. The other half in his Spidey costume is... Michael Diaz. Happy, no, not happy. Merry Christmas, Joe. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Michael. Or, I don't know, John Lennon said happy Christmas. Maybe that's okay. He did. He also <laughs> beat his wife. I don't think that's okay, so. Oh, really? Did he? This took a turn. Wow. Wow, this went dark. Sorry. You went dark big time. <laughs> uh, anyway. I don't know where to go with that. You just destroyed just- everybody's dreams and... This is not the way to start a Christmas episode. Sorry. We're not. The the KyberCast does not endorse domestic violence. No. No. (laughs) Sorry. So, (laughs) news this week. (laughs) Uh, A lot of stuff's happened this week. Um, Like, okay, well, first of all, I'm going to say there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode. Uh, we're going to talk Hawkeye season finale, and we're going to talk Spider-Man No Way Home later on. We're going to get to it fairly quick because we have a lot to talk about that. But before we get into that, let's let's drop let's uh, drop right into news, Michael. And uh, to the public, uh, Doctor Strange trailer has now been released. If you happen to see Spider-Man No Way Home, you've actually got to see a true trailer. Because that's right. why that's why they used to be called trailers. They would show movies that are coming after the show was over. That's where the name trailer comes from. And we saw one. It wasn't a uh, end scene. It was a, it was a trailer. And um, what'd you think, Michael? Well, interesting enough, this was the one last week we had mentioned that, Hey, had it leaked? It wasn't that it had leaked. It was, you know, it was on the end of Spider-Man. So I guess, well, I guess Spider-Man did come out. What just last Thursday? So we recorded right, when we were, Thursday. So correct. Maybe it wasn't so much that it leaked, but just people saw it. But anyway, it's exactly no, as it, it was it, described. It did leak because people were using their phones to record it. And they put it on YouTube everywhere. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just want to say one thing. I told you this time, Michael's right. Well, part of the. Um, let's say from the uh, What If series, we see a little bit of Dark Strange in there. That is definitely evil. Or what was it called? Uh, I don't know. I call them Dark Strange. Strange Supreme Uh, is what they call them. Right. Kind of like a Taco Supreme. Yes. But far less ethnic. Right. Right, right, right. (laughs) But that is definitely him, right? Well, I mean, I saw tentacles too. I mean, if you look close enough, there's tentacles and things like like from from the show. So pretty tough to deny that. Which... Just makes me wonder. I, I doubt we will, but how cool would it be if we saw Captain Carter show up? She has no reason to. Well, 
she may not show up in Doctor Strange, but there could be possibilities down the road for anything. It could be a TV, exactly. it could be a Disney Plus show or whatever. So, I mean, no accounting for uh, its quality or whatnot. I think what we're seeing here, which we had already alluded to, or I had alluded to at least, was that the what if is canon, and we are going to see things from what if appear in the MCU cinematic well, yeah, the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Well, they're going to bring, well, we, they already said like they had the Marvel zombies and shit coming to animation, but. Yeah, but that's um, more animation. It's, I, I, and I get it. Sometimes it's easier to think, oh, it's animated. It's not, it's not part of the canon necessarily, right? Sure. Um, I don't think you needed to watch the animation. Or actually, if you look at the preview, you don't really need to know anything else that happens. It's kind of like reading books, which Michael doesn't do. Of like the Star Wars stuff that's in the middle. Well, I mean, like what I'm saying is the way they do the movies, like even in the preview or trailer for um, Doctor Strange, he goes to see uh, Scarlet Witch and she is already like, like I knew you would come. He's, hey, I'm not here to talk about what happened, which so it's, he's clearly going right into the next movie. Right. So they do things in the film where like you don't have to know what she you don't have to know what happened with, um, you know, WandaVision. If you didn't see it, it was just jumping right to the next movie. You may want to we'll go back and see that filler, but I feel like the movies are kind of, I don't know how close they're paying attention to the, to the shows. Either you, if you watched it, you know it. And if you don't, I don't know if it's hurting the movies or not. I think they're, it's much closer than it was before. Now that the TV shows are, you know, done by Marvel studios instead of Marvel yeah, TV. For sure. But I love the trailer, uh, especially mm-hmm. because of the hints. Uh, from what if because that was one of my favorite of the episodes yeah mine too so seeing uh strange supreme and then also uh there is a scene when he like comes out i don't know if it's a subway terminal or what but he enters into the city and he looks up and you see the same kind of uh, black goopy melting effect Mm -hmm. that we had seen in his episode of what if so well also getting married yes there was that as well Mm -hmm. so So, yeah It'll be interesting to see that they're they're making it at least seem that the antagonist is Strange Supreme. I don't know if that's one hundred percent the case. You know, Marvel does like a nice redirection or misdirection mm-hmm. once in a while. So all I know is that I, I'm very into it, and the fact that it ties into that "What If" episode that I loved so much actually has heightened my excitement for the movie. I'm interested because of Sam Raimi as well. I'm glad to see him back into the yes. Marvel Marvel universe. Um, all right. Well, that's to talk about. Um, the next piece of news is there's a interview with the director of Hawkeye. Um, and basically, they would do another season. Um, clearly, nothing's been, you know, uh, talked about. Um, but the director, Rise, Reese or Rise Thomas, I don't know how you say it, uh, said he would love to... Uh, to do that again, but you know, nothing's, nothing's out there. Would you watch a season, season two, Michael? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this first season. Now we'll talk know, about it, that. But. It, it depends on where they, you know, take it, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this first season. Cool. And Would then, you? well, oh, for sure. I mean, tomorrow I'll watch it. I'll watch everything, you know, for a while anyways, but I have things to say about Hawkeye. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, dude, next week, the book of Boba Fett already one week away. They they dropped another scene, I think, online. They've been dropping a lot of little things on on the YouTubes of uh, 
what's going to happen. And the director, Robert Rodriguez, said that any, everything we have seen so far in the previews is only from the first half of the first episode. That's that's cool. I mean, especially, I mean, that's something, uh, honestly, Disney likes to do. Um, because we'll get to that when we talk about No Way Home. Right. Almost everything we saw in the trailers was from the first 20, 30 minutes. Right. So, awesome, because I can't wait to be surprised. Except for, that, except for that one scene where there was no, well, we'll talk about the spoilers. They showed all the villains flying through the air and, and the lizard got punched. That oh, was yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was a mistake. It was an accident. Was it, though? Who knows? Well, funny enough, I don't even have Disney Plus anymore. Why? So... Uh, I know this podcast is about geek stuff, but let me take a second to trash Verizon Wireless. All right, let's do this. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if you've seen any of the Verizon commercials lately, and they're no. like, "Hey, they just called us. They just they just called to sponsor us." Kidding? Oh, they did. did they? <laughs> yeah, well, it still suck. Too bad. Right? But I, there's all these commercials: Verizon Wireless, Disney Plus on us, which they did, you know, two years ago. And I got a free year of Disney Plus. That's how I watched the whole first season of The Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then finally, after that first year, there was enough content I thought it was worth paying for. So I kept paying for it, right? But because I signed up through Verizon, uh, Verizon just bills us the $7.99 a month. Not got a big it. deal. So, again, I've been seeing these commercials again. Hey, Disney Plus on us. They brought it back. I literally contacted Verizon just to say, am I eligible for this? I don't know if I am. I did it in, you know, November 2019. Am I, can I do this again? Um, that took way too long to answer. We're talking close to an hour before they said, no, you're, you're not eligible for that. <laughs> we have you too long. You're too good of a customer. Which so, is fine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We already have your money. Right. So I was like, you know, that's fine, but like they're like, what, what, why it took them an hour? I'll tell you why it took them an hour, Michael, because they checked every other cell service in the country, and they said, oh, Michael can't get good cell service from anybody else at his house. Oh, I <laughs> so, can. Oh, can you? Okay, I can. But it's funny that you say that. But it took forever on chat, and I was like, I had to keep repeating my question. I'm like, I don't know how much more clear I can make it, and they kept for somehow. I, I don't know if. They just didn't a bot. English well, or maybe it was a bot. I don't know. All I know is that I was really mad that it took it that long. I was like, if I can't, it's fine. But um, 45 minutes to find out, no, I'm not. So I said, um, can I talk to your supervisor for just a sec? Oh, I can put you in the queue for the supervisor, but it might be a few hours. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and watch my phone chat for hours. Of course you're not. I said, right? I said can I leave my email address? And they can contact me later. Oh, yeah, sure. Wake up the next day. Nothing. Mm-mm. No big deal. That's fine. I reached out again to the chat and I said, hey, listen, I was just expecting to hear from a supervisor. Uh, here's my issue. Not even an issue. I you know, checked to see if I was able to get Disney Plus for free because I'm a Verizon customer. If I'm not, that's fine. But I was hoping to speak to someone. And went back and forth on the chat. And then uh, it was taking forever. I went and made dinner. I came back. <laughs> and when I looked at the chat, they said, okay, Mr. Diaz, I've uh, canceled your subscription to Disney+. Plus." What? Where? Oh, no. 
Where did that come from? I no point did I give you permission to that. Of course, now that person's not working. Someone else jumps into the chat. Again, two hours it takes. I'm just said. I keep telling them. I said, just undo what you did. That's all I want. Make well, fuck them. Why pay through them? First of all, they're not giving you free, so why give them the billing? Just go to Disney Plus directly and sign up, and you're good. Well, long story short, we'll get to that. Well, well we I, have a lot to talk about. I'm sorry. <laughs> long story short, they gave me, they gave us a thirty-five dollar credit, and fine, it's canceled. Disney Plus is canceled, uh, and I will sign up through Hulu just That's before the Mandalorian because. The price for Hulu and Disney Plus is actually and ESPN. You get it all three. ESPN too. You get a dollar off, and they throw in an ESPN Plus. Correct. That's what I have. So that's what we're going to do next week before the Mandalorian starts. So I just wanted to, just so we're clear, the moral of the story is Verizon wireless support sucks. There you go. So, do you want to talk the Uncharted trailer? <laughs> you have yeah, Well, not really. I mean, it looks fine. It looks. We really didn't see a lot more in the new trailer than than we did in the first one. It it looks fun. It looks fine. I don't plan. It's it doesn't look good enough where I want to run out and see it in the theater. How about you? Um, I don't know if I if I don't want to see it in the theater or not. I don't know. We'll see what the world is like at that time. Um, I mean, I like okay. to see movies, so you know, it, it's a spec. It's more of a spectacle movie. I don't know anything about the game. I never played it, so I think I yeah. own them all. Only because sure of, over time, well, no, PlayStation Plus, they give you free games. I think over the course of the time, I think one time they gave out like four of them in a bundle and I got right. it for free. So I just haven't played it. Gotcha. 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 So, again, it's a video game movie. Sometimes they're good. Most times they're not. It looks fun, but I don't know that I would pay to go see it. Righto. All right. Well, let's go right into our geek this week. A um, couple things for me off the bat, 20 years, like we said last week of Lord of the Rings. So I had to start watching them again. So watching Fellowship of the Ring right now. Well, not right now. We're doing the podcast, but prior to, uh, if you watch it through, well, I have it. I purchased it and then got the digital thing through Apple a long time ago. And Apple does a thing where if there's a better version, they give you that one. So now I have the ultra 4k one because I purchased it, it just gives you a just give you the best digital one at the time. So watching it uh, on 4K on the computer, man, does that look great? Holy crap. I'm really, really good. almost tempted just to open an iTunes account just so I can buy those movies anywhere movies. Yeah. Through Apple, just so I know they'll automatically get upgraded. Yeah, that's how I, that's what I do. If I, if I want to do it right to them, because it's automatically upgraded, which is cool. Um, and it looks really good. The extended edition. Great. That and, sounds awesome. It's, and we're rewatching Witcher season one. Michelle was trying to rewatch it so we can get into Witcher season two. And it's kind of nice rewatching again because it's so it's fairly complicated <laughs> of a show. So um, it's good. I'm happy to watch it again. So that's what we're doing. That's what I did this week. How about you? Well, um, Chainsaw Man, I don't know if you heard of it. It's a manga. No. It's over the top violent. I mean, it's a guy called Chainsaw Man. He He turns into a man with two chainsaw arms and a chainsaw coming out of his head. Wow, it's, nice. It's over the top and violent. It is a middle school boy's wet dream. Wow, Merry Christmas, everyone. Maybe not wet dream. Fever dream. It doesn't matter. Both both apply. It's, it's 
it's like it's just over the top violent. And then on top of that, the guy is this teenager who's awkward, and one of his motivating factors in helping this demon girl is that uh, he wants to touch boobs. Great! This is, sounds great. Um, it's, it's people. It's very PG thirteen. There's nothing. You don't see anything. Nothing happens. But she says, "You know, if you help me with this thing, maybe I'll let you touch my chest." And he's like, "Boobs in it. Got it." And so he goes to help her. <laughs> it's, I feel it's, like this is a a really deep into the psyche of Michael Diaz right here of what, what he likes to no, read. That's I totally, <laughs> I totally get that. It's it's totally for teenage boys or maybe teenage girls that are want to touch boobs. You know, I'm not going to judge. It's for anyone that you know wants to talk. Anyone that wants to touch boobs, but refers to it as touching boobs. Still, that's who it's for. Again, that uh, Michael's Twitter handle is at Michael Diaz. You can send all correspondence <laughs> to at Michael Diaz for whatever comments he made. He doesn't necessarily reflect the show <laughs> <laughs> of the Cast. I grant you, it's it's written very immature. And that's just how it is. I mean, it, but if you like to see a guy turn into a chainsaw man and take on zombies and chop them all up, this is the book for you. All right. What else? We started Matrix Resurrections last night. You started it but couldn't finish it? Uh, well, it's not that. Uh, I could have gone on alone. Uh, Shaley crashed and burned about 45, about an hour or so into it. So, Oh, really captured her imagination and really no, kept no. her awake, huh? It, it was enjoyable. It's just, uh, it does, it's a slow build, and I have no problem with that. Even my favorite movie of all time, Aliens, uh, it's a slow build. There's no action until after the first yeah. hour. Right. So I was okay with the world building and trying to find out. It doesn't come out and tell you. I'm not going to ruin it for anyone because maybe we'll talk about Matrix Resurrections next week on that Possible. podcast. Possible. Possible. Um, because it's free on HBO right now. It is. So, uh, all that to say, about an hour into it is when it has peeled back enough of the onion layers. Like, oh, I see where this is going now. So we had just got to that spot, and then she just looks at me. She's like, "I'm not going to make it." <laughs> So we stopped. This is no disparagement of the movie. I've enjoyed what we've seen so far. Uh, well, okay. Let me ask you the question. If you started it at like eight o'clock at night, then it is the movie. If you started it at like 10 o'clock at night, then it's not the movie. What do you mean? <laughs> if you started the movie eight o'clock at night, you should be able to get through an hour and a half or two hours without falling asleep. If you started it oh, at no, like no, 10 no, o'clock. No. Shaley's bedtime is nine. Oh my God. If she can make it past nine, that's a big night for her. Oh my gosh! Okay. Seriously. So what she time gets do you start? Five o'clock every morning. So do I. Yeah, I don't get up at five. I get up at nine every morning. Oh jeez. All right. Is that it for your geeks this week? That's it. I'm it. I'm done. All right. We're gonna. Get to the main topics in a second. If you uh, just want to reach out and let you guys know that if you want to contribute to the show, check out patreon.com slash kybercast and um, try to sign up for one of our tiers. You can check them out again at patreon.com slash kybercast and give us a little help if you'd like to. Um, All right. Let's start our main topic. The first of two, again, for those uh, tuning in, these are full, (laughs) excuse me, full spoiler reviews of Hawkeye and Spider-Man. We're going to start with Hawkeye. And Michael, I want you to start the Hawkeye finale. 
Because I think I might go someplace you may not go. So I'll oh. let you start. Well, I'll start with pretty basic. It starts almost exactly where you want it to start. It starts with a shot from below of Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin. Uh, and it's shot that way because it just makes him look that much bigger and more imposing, um, as Wilson Fisk should be. Uh, we see he's a little bit different in this incarnation. Yeah, it's not the uh, same one. In that he is... Well, there, there are a couple little differences. There's a lot. In that, number one, he's got he's got a cane. No, he has a cane. He had a cane right? in the other one. I don't think so. Yeah, he's he had a cane somewhere, I, I believe. That that's not the the problem though. But go ahead. Well, I did like well, he's not working out of a massive penthouse in New York. He's in the back of a factory, which maybe that's just one of his offices, who knows? But in the Daredevil series, through the two seasons I watched, oh and by the way, uh on another geek this week, I started Daredevil season three. Um it's a Christmas miracle. Wow, wow I'm jumped I, I, just, up. I just killed Joe, everyone, by finally watching Daredevil season three. Are you going <laughs> to live? I'll be all right. Awesome. Wow. Um, yeah, at least through the first two seasons of Daredevil, he was always in a penthouse apartment, you know, very Tony. Uh, now he's, you know, working in the back of a factory. That doesn't mean he doesn't have a penthouse, but they, they've made him more. I mean, I know he's the. Well, he's the kingpin of crime, right? Right. But it seems like they've already made him a little bit more street level, especially with the uh, Hawaiian shirt he had on. Yeah, it's a different. It's a completely different uh, Wilson Fisk. I mean, he has no taste in this. He's with the tracksuit mafia. Um, clearly stronger than the one in in Daredevil, like almost superhuman strength, which we'll get to. Um, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is more akin to the comic. Yeah, but, not the one like he took an arrow, dude. Like that, that stuff like that wouldn't have happened in the Daredevil I, one. I'm gonna argue <laughs> this one little bit. In the very first episode of season three, and the only reason I know this is because I just watched okay. it. Right. He's in prison. He goes to start squatting, you know, lifting weights. A guy comes up and slams a knife into his gut. Wilson kicks him away, gets up, and then just pulls it out. Oh yeah. So. I yes, Daredevil kicked the shit out of him later in season three. This I already know. Daredevil is also, you know, he's got, you know, he's he's better. Right. That said, yes, I think this Wilson Fisk is a bit stronger, but to begin with, Wilson Fisk was pretty strong to begin with in Daredevil. Okay. I don't think it's but, the same one, but No, I don't think he's the same. I think they've made some slight tweaks. Yeah. Um but we'll, we'll get into that. What, what else? Uh, so, yeah, we start off with uh, Wilson Fisk. He's a little different. Di- yeah, but I can't speak. A little different from what we saw him as before. But he's still an imposing, powerful man. Right. So overall, your thoughts of the, of the finale, did they stick the landing for you? Did it work for you? Yeah, and I actually had a few surprises, but I, I won't get into that right away. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't like... It wasn't an ending where I was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. But it was fun. It was like, yeah, this is kind of where I expected to happen. Everything. It was so more more so just things. Everything falling into place has. I yeah. Not a lot of surprises. Not a lot of surprises. Um, I have a few problems. Um, my prediction oh. was right. I, I knew she would go home and have Christmas with the Bartons. If you remember that prediction. That yeah. I made on, but you know, not that that's a yep. tough one. Um, I think everything did fall into place pretty easily um 
I think, you know, it was fun to watch. It was a good series. I just, I was not as happy with the finale as I was for the the episode before it. I can see that. I mean, but where else were they going to go? I think we all expected. <clears throat> it's not where they went. It's how they got to where they went. I knew it's, where they went is fine. I just had a lot of problems with um, characters. Okay. Such as? Well, all right. Here's the time where now people can send their complaints to me. <laughs> um, and, and I mean this, I, you know, Kate Bishop is awesome. I love the character and I, and Yelena is great. Like those two are the best. I, I'd watch a, a show of them tomorrow. Oh, um, I agree. Yelena, 100%. Their banter y- is yeah. great. Well, Yelena period stole the series for me. Um, thought she was the best. Yes. The problem I have is they completely, I think they just Mary sued Kate Bishop. I'm sorry. They just did. You do not go and fight Kingpin and win for someone who hasn't fought anybody. Daredevil barely beat Kingpin and she beats him. Stop it. Stop it. You you can't do that. Number two, I was really tired of having Kate Bishop save Hawkeye. Like they made Hawkeye nothing like so she can jump out of the building and he lands in a tree and just sits there and she's got to cut the tree down to get him down like he's helpless. Like, I'm sorry. Like, how many times are going to have her save him when I'm just. They just they just diminished Hawkeye and and made her so great, and she's had no real fights in her life, and and she's she's taking on Kingpin who threw her fifty times and threw against stone walls, and she gets right back up like bullshit, man. Like take some punishment, like have a broken leg, have something. That that to me that was just terrible. No, I, mean, I, that, see, that, I think I see where you're coming from, and I think I I think what we're seeing here is maybe they. Uh, they diminished Hawkeye a bit too much to make it look like Kate was worthy of being a superhero. Yeah, she hasn't earned it yet. I can see that. I can see that. I didn't notice this as I watched, but I, I kind of see your point of view on this. Um, because, yeah, um, Kingpin did throw her around. Now, I Not just throw this, her, like, threw the shit out of her. <laughs> yes, he did. That would have killed anyone else. It, yeah, and she gets right back, like, not even a concussion? Like, get the fuck. Now, come on. That's that's problems, man. That's bad. I can see how that's an issue, one hundred percent. I will say this: how she defeats him is more luck than anything. I mean, she does. But did you notice when she flipped? That was his cufflink. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of cool. But it just happened to be because he shattered all of her uh, arrows, and they were all right there. And then she hits the one, and they all blew up, and that's what knocked him over. She she won using her wits, not her brawn. But yes. He did throw her around like a rag doll, no question. It would have been much better if, listen, this is fan service. I'm saying that's fine. Would have been cool to have Daredevil come in. Would have been better to have Clint Barton come and, and get her out of there. Maybe not beat Kingpin, but get her out of there. Save her. Like, he was worthy of that. You know, um, the Clint barton Yelena fight was good. I think, that you know, I don't know if she just if the whistle is enough to, for her to believe him, maybe it is, I guess that's good enough um, where he comes from. Clearly he's pulling his punches because he doesn't want to hurt her. So that, yeah, that's was. why, that, that's why that didn't bother me. So that was good. It just really bugged me that you had, you built up Kingpin. You, he's this big dude. He's clearly strong and she gets out without a scratch. Like after being whipped around that, that just, and then saves Hawkeye again. Like we're, 
I don't know. And then Hawkeye's, you know, fighting that. What's his name? Um, the uh, <laughs> sharpshooter guy for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From that, yeah. I, I don't yeah. remember his name, but yeah, the guy. He, he would have uh, beat the living hell out of that guy in two things in like two punches. I just think they minimized Barton too much, and it really bugged me. I can see that. I mean, you're right. This guy was a special agent, worked for Shield. I mean, he was going to go up against Thor in his movie, right? Yeah, right. Dead to rights. Now, I, I see what you're saying. They they did uh, nerf him a bit, as they put it. Um, and I don't disagree with you. So, and, and to your point about uh, the strength of Kingpin, I mean, come on, Eleanor literally hits him with a car. How does he not have two busted legs after that? Right. Unless there's something superhuman about him, which might be something different about him. It could be. And maybe we'll find that out in Echo because I in no way, shape, or form think they brought Kingpin back just to kill him off. I hope not. I was pissed about that. But then I'm like, I guess it's in a comic book too. Yeah, she did that in the comic, but... And I think lived. it turned him He became deaf. blind. No, it made him blind. blind. Blind, that was it. Which is ironic if Daredevil's involved, but... Right. Which he's not in this, so... I mean, King, Kingpin in the comics is, is like, beat up Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? Like, he's that good, and that's why the whole Kate Bishop thing bugged the shit out of me. It just, it's like, I'm sorry. You didn't, it's not, she didn't earn it yet. She didn't earn it. And that hurts the series, in my opinion. So that's why I see where you're coming from. And people can mad at me all they want about it. And I don't mean like, and I like the character. It's not about that. And I think the character is great. I think the actress is great. That did it. This isn't minimizing anything. It's purely the writing of the, of, of this particular series and this, this episode. But aside from that, that was my biggest point of it. And then they kind of minimized that watch. I thought the watch from the get go was this big deal. Basically, all it turned out to be uh, Laura's uh, was in Shield. Yeah, but that answers and, the question. She yeah. was, she was an agent, and not only an agent. Is it Mockingbird? Is that what, what is? Is yes. that the character's name? I don't know that character, but maybe you can shed some light on that. Well, it's just what we're seeing is that Marvel has made a conscious effort here to show that some characters are in the MCU in this version of the universe. Um, Kingpin. They're going to be slightly different, but in some cases, they're going to be vastly different. In uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there was Mockingbird um, under her S.H.I.E.L.D. name, played by... Are you talking uh, about the TV show or the yeah. or the network? Okay, there was a Mockingbird in there? Well, she never went by uh, um, Mockingbird. She went by her uh, uh, her alter ego. I mean, well, actually, Mock- Mockingbird was her alter ego, but... Right. Um which is what Bobby shoot. I can't remember her name now. Yeah. Was it in the first two seasons? If not, then I won't remember. No, it was after that. It was, she was played by Adrian Palacki. I don't, I don't know. Um, she's now on, uh, the Orville. I don't watch that either. So (laughs) I'll look it up later. So her name is her. Okay. So Adrian Palacki played, uh, Bobby Morse, who was an agent of shield on agents of shield who anyone who watched that show was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's mockingbird. Um, but she was agent 19. And if you looked at the end of the episode, when she got the watch back and flipped it over, there was a shield logo that said 19. Right. So obviously, cause in the comics, yes, Hawkeye and uh, mockingbird get married, but she died. 
but then she came back. It's comics. I'm it's convoluted, right? <laughs> right, right. Got it. But the fact that um, she had that 19 watch shows that yes, in the MCU, Clint Barton married Bobby Morris. We don't know if she was ever Mockingbird in the past. Probably right. not, because you know, obviously, even Hawkeye didn't become a Hawkeye until the Avengers. So right, right. It's just nice to know that in this universe, she still exists, but she's not obviously going to be Mockingbird, or maybe she will. Who knows? They have that option. Oh, the other thing I didn't care for the Larpers. Like they had time to go change, and then come They're back fine. down. Type damn, yeah, it's just kind of a waste. I did like the scene I, with. Yeah, um, I mean. It, I like the scene with the tracksuit mafia guy and Kate Bishop where he's like, Oh, I wanted to thank you. We went and saw Maroon five. And like, that was, that was a good scene. I did laugh out loud. Now, big surprise, huge misdirection. I'm surprised Duquesne Jack was not a bad guy. Um, yeah, I mean, we, 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 they, we, they made him a patsy. Right, they kind of told us that later, but, but he is somebody of, in the comics. He's the swordsman or something. Yeah, he's a swordsman who I don't, I don't know anything about that character. But sometimes he's a villain, sometimes he's a hero. You know, when when Hawkeye started out, um, in the comics, he was a bad guy, hmm. and didn't wasn't a bad guy for very long. Shifted over fairly quickly to becoming a hero, and then joining the Avengers and yada yada yada. But he he was trained in the use of his bow and arrow by uh, the swordsman. Well, clearly not this guy, this swordsman. Yeah. So not this guy, but you know what? I'll I'll give it to Marvel. They really threw a red herring at us. I mean, he was almost an over-the-top mustache-twirling villain, only he's not. I was very surprised by that. He's just a a douche. (laughs) Right? He's he's a guy that is not as well off as as, as he would like people to believe he is. Um. And he's good with a sword. And at the end, he was actually helping Kate. Right. I I kind of, I got a kick out of that. And I'm like, you know, well done. You um, totally inverted my, my, or inverted reality there. I did not see that coming. Right. So that was fun. I mean, so overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Uh, I don't think it's going to become a Christmas classic like Kevin Feige is hoping. Um, it was fun that it ended right before Christmas because it fits into the season. Right. But um, is it rewatchable? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I Look, I enjoyed the series. I, I had fun with it. I just have problems with the finale. There's a lot of things I could have done a little bit different. I kept it more in line. Um, even the end credits bugged me, even though it was fun to watch, the end credit scene. Um, I oh, think they could have put that – they should have put that – at like as a separate, like here's for on Disney plus, like just here's a separate scene to watch. Um, you know, I don't, what I'm talking about for those, well, again, the spoilers, but if you're still listening, that's your fault. Um, they played a full scene of, um, what was the song? I guess I could do this all day. Yeah. From the Rogers music musical, Rogers, a musical. Um, they should have, if now, if here's what I wanted, I was waiting for it. I'm watching this whole thing and I'm just waiting and I'm waiting and waiting. All I wanted was the last scene to kind of pan up to the audience and see old man Rogers and just kind of like nodding his head and then cut to black. Because old man Rogers isn't dead. Right. Right. Wouldn't that have been amazing? 
That would have been amazing. That'd have been a Christmas present right there, just to see old man Rogers watching it. That's the Christmas oh, present I want. That would yes. I I too, I'm right there with you. I watched the entire thing waiting for all right, where's the Easter egg? Nope. This is just the full musical bit that I did not like you had if they had said, We're gonna here's the whole musical bit that you didn't get to see that we only showed snippets during the first episode, I'd be like, Nope, done. Don't need to watch this. Right. I mean Kudos to them for having, you know, a whole crew come in and write a whole musical number. I didn't need to see the entire thing. They could have put it separately. Like they did. Exactly. Like they and put so, it out there. But if they would have ended with Rogers or even Rogers sitting with, uh, with, um, oh my gosh, from Winter Soldier. What's his name? Um, the new captain. Bucky. Oh, Falcon. Yeah. Better yet. Yes, it would have been cool to see Rogers. Uh, however, unlikely that is because Chris Evans is done. But who is still that would have been the MCU? that would have been the Christmas gift. Chris yeah, Evans that would have been great. I would I fully admit that would have been fantastic if they had done that. Very unlikely because Chris Evans has moved on. But what if instead? Okay, let me throw this option at you. What if they had shown that whole thing and then gone up in the rafters, and there's Scott Lang, and he's like, "I love this." <laughs> because. Ant-Man wasn't even there. You know what I mean? Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, there we go. Sorry, I was on mute for a second. Yes, that would have been great. That would have been funny. Yeah. But yeah, I 100% agree. If they were able to get Chris Evans to do a briefest of cameos, that would have been wonderful. Yeah. What else? Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't think I have anything more to say on Hawkeye. I mean, if they come back with another season, yeah, I'll watch it. But so far, the only show that we know has a full second season coming is Loki, which is fine with me because so far, Loki is my favorite out of all the series we've seen. I, I so think yeah, that's, like, how about if, you, excuse me, rate rate your, uh, your series now? You know. It's tough. I mean, number one is definitely Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on my mood, it's going to be either WandaVision or um, Winter Soldier, yeah. or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I should say. Right. If, if I if I want to Sam, you know, just... Uncle Sam Wilson. Sorry, that's that's a pop to my head. Oh. Just, if if, Cap, if Old Man Cap and Sam Wilson were together watching it, it would have been fun too. That would have been cool. Yes. Um, I, I mean, for the second best, like I said, it's either going to be WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because if my mood is I, you know, I want to go through and kind of look at the hints again and, you know, watch something a little heady. I'm going to vote for WandaVision. But if I'm like, I want just big, stump, dumb, stupid action, I'm going to throw on Falcon Winter Soldier. Right. Now, Loki's, Loki's my favorite. If you put a gun to my head made it made me decide right now, I'd say WandaVision number two, number three is Falcon. Um, and then, well, then what is next? Hawkeye. The Hawkeye or what if? What if I still put I put that as last because it's not that I didn't just not that I didn't enjoy it thoroughly, but because each episode is self-contained in a way. Right. Uh, it's more disparate, so I would put that last. Right. So I mean, for me, it would be WandaVision, uh, Loki, um, kept <laughs> sorry Falcon Winter Soldier, then Hawkeye, then what if. And I like Hawkeye, but okay. it's the ending that that ruined it for me. <laughs> I was going to say, because even just a couple of weeks ago, you're saying, I think this might be my favorite show. 
it was fun and I had a lot of fun. It was more fun than some of the other ones, which I liked. And I liked Clint Barton's. I, it's because I like Clint Barton a lot. And I just think they just, they just took them away. And it really that bugged me. Sense. It really bugged me. That makes sense. Um, so, and I don't want it to sound, you know, too bad, but I just think they could have done a few more things. All right. That being said, main topic number two, the big one. I'm glad you got to see it. Spider-Man, No Way Home. Um, all I can say is we were, I, I was wowed at the end of that. It took a bit to get going, but man, they, they did everything pretty much right. Writing that movie, the way they did it. If you, I was skeptical, like we knew all these villains were going to be there, but like when you have too many things going on, how do you make it work? And yep. they found a way, they found a way to make it work. And I was, I loved it. How about you? I loved it as well. Absolutely loved it. For me, is by far the most emotional of the Spider-Man movies. Um, yeah, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man Two is pretty emotional. I haven't, I, I haven't seen it yet. Jesus Still. Christ! What? <laughs> How can you not see it? It didn't look that good. It doesn't matter if it looks that good. You should. This is part of your life. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want. I don't have to watch shit. The problem is, it's like what the nice thing is, is that this movie helped that movie so much get paid off. It was. Oh. It was one of the probably the one of my favorite moments of of again spoilers. We're gonna we're getting this deep. Probably my my favorite moment of the whole movie was when the Andrew Garfield Spider Man saves MJ, and the yeah. reason of that is because of Amazing Spider Man Two. Yeah, but I knew that, and I didn't have to see the movie to know that. So I was good. Yeah, I know you can read all of it if you want, but when you watch it, it's a different experience. I mean, you already knew all the spoilers, anyways. You read everything before you went into it, so there was nothing new for you in this. Um, to me, I, it's great. But I mean, I, I, you know, first of all, it's still the Tom Holland Spider-Man. So they did a great job of keeping him front and center while ha- all these things are happening around him. Um, number two, I think that uh, Willem Dafoe and um, Alfred Molina, they stole a lot of this. <laughs> you know, they were great. It's like they didn't miss a beat. Oh, both of them were fantastic. And I was like, man, they look so great. And then I, I realized I watched a video, uh, some critique video after I saw the movie and realized that uh, they had CGI. Of course. Of course they did. I, I didn't even think of it. Well, let me just say this. The de-aging was far superior than anything they did in The Irishman. Yeah, it was more subtle. They didn't de-age Toby. No, well, and they shouldn't have. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit, but not. But he looked good. So, I mean, all right, we're, we're jumping around because it's really hard. Uh, we're not going to go into beat by beat of the movie, but no, um, I just can't believe they pulled it off. I mean, if anything was going to stick the landing, that that might have been the hardest landing to stick, don't you think? Yeah, well, I think what made it work was the fact that Tom Holland, Spider-Man, we'll call him, what, Spider-Man 1? That's who he is now? Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man 1 was true to who, Cyber, who Spider-Man is. Yeah. The movie could have been over real quick if they just pushed that button and sent them all back, but he knew right. they'd all die. Right. Spider-Man can't do that. He's like, I got to at least try to fix them. Right. I got to try. And he does. I mean, he at least makes the effort. Well, spoilers, obviously he does. Otherwise, right. the bad guys won. But that's true to the character of Spider-Man. And then switching it from 
Yeah, when they showed up, like I, I was ready for a clusterfuck of villains. Right, they were all just going to be fighting them, but mm-hmm. they made it work in that they shifted it to we're all going to work together and we're going to help you. And then, yes, of course, you know, Electro has to be an asshole, and right, Sandman is always mm-hmm. on the edge no matter what. He's just like he's more super reactionary, right? So Sam is right. just like, I want answers now, right. But Doc yeah, Ock was always good. It's just the chip screwed things up. But now they fixed the chip. Exactly. Like, he was in, which you knew he was going to help at the end. But yes. when he came up, yeah. But he was God. I I love Doc Ock in this. He was. I know. He was great in Spider Man Two, and then he steps in here, and he's just as great. And Willem Dafoe, God, he's the two best things out of the the Raimi Spider Man. Yeah, they were yeah. perfect in this. Right, one and two. <laughs> Spider Man yeah. one and Spider Man two. And I'm gonna say, since you didn't watch them, but I I think Andrew Garfield stole a lot in this film. Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. I saw was, Amazing Spider Man. Okay. With the It was okay. Yeah, but he was really good in this. Like his character he was really good. Well, I'll say this. I, yes, I haven't watched the second one, but I did obviously watch the first Amazing Spider Man. And I remember at the time, some of the people, their critique was, this isn't the... Uh, it's a little too um, dark for people. Well, also, this is not the humble, geeky Spider-Man we know. He's too cocky. He was angry, right? too. He was angrier. And like I said, I thought Amazing Spider-Man was fine. I get some people prefer it to the Raimi. I don't, but I but I liked them both. I thought it was fine. Like. I saw it and I was like, that was fine. I don't know why they had to reboot it, but it was fine. Right. I enjoyed it. Um, but it wasn't my favorite by any means. But I did see that critique and I was like, yeah, I think that fits. And it might be a bit meta, but his arc in this movie is a reaction to that. And he even comes mm-hmm. out and says, "Right, I stopped at some point, I stopped pulling my punches. Right. He saw the darkness he had become. Right. So... It's an amazing bookend for all of them, which is strange. Like, how do you, that's hard to write, man. Like just seeing Toby come in as the, almost like the elder when he comes in. And I like the joke of like, are, are you going to be the, uh, what did he say? The, the cool youth pastor, cool youth pastor outfit. Or <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, I um, died really said that. Uh, but what they did with this movie and to bring, okay. A lot of the complaints that uh, was around, the Tom Holland Spider-Man was, he hasn't really dealt with anything yet. Right. He didn't he have an origin, right? He, well, it wasn't about the origin. It was like, <laughs> excuse me. Like, well, and, and you know, uh, Tony Stark didn't do all this for Spider-Man at the beginning. Why is it like this? This is crazy. Like, you know, all these cool suits and stuff like that. Like this isn't, it's like iron Spider-Man. It's not Spider-Man. Right. And then by the time you get to the end of this, it goes all the way back to him making his own costume. Yep. Almost like the '60s cartoon, yep. and and becoming Spider-Man, and they kind of made the '60s cartoon costume, yep, um, no. which was awesome. What we just saw, where where in the first two iterations, both the Raimi and the uh, I don't remember the guy who did the other ones, but I don't either. Um, Web wasn't it? Web doesn't matter. Sure. Um, what we saw in those two iterations. They both went, I mean, I, I get the Raimi showing the death of Uncle Ben. I get that. But then we didn't need to see it again in Amazing Spider-Man. No. So I think 
Marvel made the right choice, or Sony. Who wrote, who wrote it, actually? They all write together. Feige's a producer. Like they're, yeah, right. it's all. Sony slash Marvel made the right call by not going in and showing the lost Uncle Ben. No, we don't even know what happened to Uncle Ben. He could have been a divorce. We don't even know if he existed, right? Have they even mentioned him at all? Nope. So he may never have existed in this universe. There were were rumors that saying that it was going to be Matthew McConaughey in this. It was Uncle Ben. Oh. But obviously, the death of Aunt May was like the shocker. Yes. Did you expect her to die? Uh, no, until she got hurt. And I was like, oh shit, they're going there. See, like, you know, I went ahead and read all the spoilers, right? Yeah. And, you know, it said that obviously they all came back, blah, blah, blah. But so many people posted, like, it was almost like a joke. Like every few lines, someone someone would post, Aunt May dies, Aunt May dies. And it happened so many times, even though I read the spoilers, I thought it had become like a meme or a joke that people were posting that, but I didn't believe it. So I was still surprised when she died because I was like, oh, she really does die. Yeah. Well, when she says the Matt, words, with great Matt power comes, comes great responsibility. That's, oh, yeah. you know, that's going to happen. The second she said that, I said, oh, <clears throat> she is dead. She's yep. the Uncle Ben. Yep. Which was really great writing. And then when, when he starts to say it, then Toby's finished it. It's the bookend for Toby, right? The, his, his Spider-Man. Yes. Um, Can I say, though, how inordinately happy I was like I should not be this happy for a fictional character right but I am when Toby said me and MJ I figured a way to make it work right well that's down well, the road in the comics too then they get married in the comics well they got married in the 20s right well, then they mm. ended up that got undone but anyhow oh, did it I don't know it did right. it, it, everything that was gets undone and then is is again in comics it's just how it works but sure like I said, the, it was great as it was, but when he turned and looked at Garfield's character, Spider-Man 3. 3, yeah. He's always got the short shrift. Even he says, right? I guess I'm 3. You know, <laughs> they, they played it up a lot because like, he really got screwed out of a third show because like, everything kind of got upended. Probably because Marvel came to them and said, let's try this instead. And Garfield kind of lost his, his gig. Um, well, yeah, so it's really exactly. cool of them to bring him back and and kind of finish that out. Even joking about like, well, I felt so I fought some goofy guy in a rhino. <laughs> you know, there's some other <laughs> coolest villains that they fought. He goes, well, I fought some metal guy guy in a rhino outfit. I don't know, is that count? when when Toby turns to him when he asked him, he's you know, what about you? The when Toby paused, I thought for a split second, and I I thought this would have been awesome had they done this, if Toby had just raised his his uh, left hand and showed a wedding ring. Oh, right. That would have been cool. And then said, you know, we found a way to make it work. Not, like, not that I'm a director, not that I'm a writer of comic book movies, but I think if they just a little bit of polish on it would have made that scene that much better. I was so happy. And again, I see why she's not. But if at the end of the film, after they went back to their respective universes, if we had seen like Kirsten Dunst, happy to see Peter Parker back, Oh my! I, I'd be dead right now. I thought they. I thought he was going to die. What a great end scene when 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 Tom Holland was going to kill Green Goblin with the same thing with the with the and then Toby steps in to stop it and they they kind of finally gets it and then once he gets it and then he gets stabbed I thought oh shit they're they're going to do it they're going to kill Toby I thought he was oh, going to die I thought one hundred percent they were going to kill Toby. Well, you saw the spoiler. How could you think that? You saw the spoilers. You read the spoilers. I just wanted to know if they were in the film. 
So Why? I, I, Why did you want to know that? Why don't you just wait and see the movie? I had to, couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> because here's why. Like I said, I knew I couldn't see it the weekend. I like, I knew it was going to be hard enough, the fact that it came out Thursday night, to right. not get spoiled all day Friday. And then when I found out we couldn't go Saturday or Sunday, I'm like, earliest I can see this is Monday. I'm going to do my best to avoid the spoilers. But so many now, so many geek sites now throw the spoilers in the headlines that I was like, someone's going to spoil it for me and I'm going to be mad. So I didn't get spoiled, um, but I kind of knew they were going to be in there. You don't bring all those villains back and not them. I mean, it's oh, kind it of sense. out there. And I agree. Now, uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, it makes sense. And I agree with you. I was fairly certain they were going to be in there, but I didn't want someone to ruin it for me. So I know it, it defies logic, but I was like, you know what? If I do it to myself, then I'm not going to get mad. So in the first 30 minutes, we had a, there was a, when we first got into the movie theater, there was like eight people total. <laughs> we went on a Sunday night. By the time the previews stopped, there was more. There may have been, I don't know, 50 in the oh. whole theater, in the whole theater, which isn't a lot. Well, um, it depends on how big the theater, but yeah. No, I was probably had a 200 seat theater. So not, not very big. Well, that's not bad. So, um, 15 minutes in, th- in the thing. And I'm the only one that goes, yes, Matt Murdock. Nobody in there. No one, else? The hell. no one else knew what the hell. I'm like, what the hell? Like before he said a word, I just saw him sit down. I'm like, yes. And I was like, I lost it. Like I was the first, like, I'm like, holy shit. They did it. They did it. They did it. And then he catches the brick, which was great. Oh, um, how'd you catch do that? The brick was everything. I'm a really good lawyer. Um, so that's kind of burying the lead for me. So that that was awesome. That's why I thought maybe he would be in the finale because they like well, he talked about told you Kevin Feige doesn't say shit unless he means it. He'll, he I mean there was no reason like I know. he he that's you know he doesn't lie like he just kind of says it when he wants to. That's why I thought maybe Daredevil would be in Hawkeye because like Spider Man came out first before the finale, and I thought maybe. Daredevil might come and you know get Kate Bishop out of there and then just take off or something, but um, it didn't happen. But anyways, they gave it. I mean, there's they were riding the line of fan service and good writing. Oh, hundred percent. Now that said, there were a couple times in the middle section where I thought it got a little clunky, and I'm like, yeah, a little bit, but not terribly. But Doctor Strange's makeup and stuff was not right. Something no, was like no. something was odd. It's like they got a different. It, it maybe it could have been Evil Strange for all we know, um, but I don't think so. Um, later on in the movie, he looked better, but something at the beginning was just strange. I don't know, like no pun intended, but something was odd. <laughs> um, I love that when they went into the mirror universe. That you know, you know what's better than magic? Math. <laughs> he figured out he beat him on the on that. Um, it was great. It was oh, really. Yeah. Really and he traps him there. <laughs> it was good. And then, now, what do you think of um, uh, what's his name, Ned, getting having power, sorcerer's powers? Well, I don't know that he has. Well, he obviously has an affinity, no question. Did you see how hard but, it was at the beginning of Doctor Strange for him to open a portal? He almost died on a mountain in snow because he couldn't true, do it. True. So it's it's more than just like accident. But I think he had a boost. I mean, he had the magic ring. Did Strange have that at the beginning of Doctor Strange? Yeah, that's what they give them to him. Yeah, they gave it to him. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'll have to I'll have to rewatch that. I admit I've only seen Doctor Strange once, so that, that's why he goes, You opened a portal? Interesting. <laughs> you know. Okay, so now I get that. Okay, I get that. Yeah. So that's cool for Ned. That that said, I don't think we're gonna see Ned again. 
No, I think we're done, right? That's the whole point. Like, the, as fun as this movie was, it was it was almost one of the saddest endings ever. Oh yeah, because I mean, oh, and did you even see when uh, when you know Spider Man One, Tom Holland is puts his uh, box down? It's a GED. Yeah. GED. Yeah, he didn't even get finished high school. He's got to go through because he doesn't exist, right? Does Peter Parker exist? Are these, here's my thing to you. Maybe you can help clarify. The spell was nobody knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man, right? Or does nobody even know who Peter Parker is? I think everyone forgot who Peter Parker is. Right. So how does he, well, he's got to get records, I guess, to become a human again or a birth certificate or something. Right. To live in earth, to get a social security number, right? Because that's, you know, everybody's got one. So do, do does Ned and MJ know what happened? Like they all know Spider-Man exists still, right? They just don't know that. Clearly, because you had J. Joan Jameson talking about Spider-Man. So they didn't all forget Spider-Man. No. So I would assume they remembered the events that took place prior. It wasn't about getting rid of the events. It was just about getting rid of Peter Parker. But you know what? It fits into something. Uh, your brain will lie to you to make things make sense. So if No, they- but I mean, they were on the Statue of Liberty. Like, they're not going to forget they were on the Statue of Liberty. No, no, exactly. But like I said, your brain... Uh, they've done all these different kind of cognitive tests where they'll show you something that doesn't make sense, but your brain will force it to make sense in some way, shape, or form. Right. So the fact that they, you know, woke up there or, you know, had memory of being there, they're they're probably going to fill in, they're probably either not going to remember or have some kind of cockamamie thing where like, well, we were on Staten Island and, you know, somehow we ended up here, blah, blah, blah. They'll no, remember the events no. that night, but they're not going to remember Peter Parker. Yeah, just the Peter Parker part. Like, they, there's three Spider-Man or whatever. I mean, I don't think they will. I think Peter made that choice. With great cho- with great power comes great responsibility. He was, like, not going to bring his friends back into it again. He was going to have the speech and all that stuff, but he put it back in his pocket. Talking to MJ. For now. For now. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting because, you know, we're getting hints already that Marvel and and uh, Sony want to do a four, five, six. Why wouldn't they? There's a cash cow, dude. They just made it. It became the second biggest movie of all time. Opening. Yeah, it's, they're gonna they're gonna want to make more during a COVID during a, a COVID of which there's a surge. <laughs> People right. are like, "Fuck it, I will get COVID to see this movie." So Whatever. Question: What comes next? I don't know. I think he, it's want- it's a smaller story. I think you got to bring in some villains now. I mean. Vulture doesn't know who Peter Parker is anymore either, but he did. Correct. And he wanted to kill, like, there was people that wanted to kill Peter or Spider-Man and even Vulture said, I don't know who he is. He didn't want to because of Peter saving him. Yep. Yeah. Which is great callback. Like, he's, I got to save him, pulls him out of the fire. Like, again, he saves the villains, right? From the yep. first one. It's a great trilogy. It is. But now it's, this <clears throat> is, this is the origin of Spider-Man. Yeah, now he's so, by himself. Yeah. Now he's going to be much more street level. Do the Avengers know who Spider-Man is? No. No, 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 not Peter Parker. Well, they, they know who Spider-Man is, but they don't. No right, one's going to remember we, his we, the, No, it's just the identity they don't remember, but because clearly they remember Spider-Man because even Happy says, how do you know Aunt May? Well, through Spider-Man. Yep. Doesn't know so, how, but just through Spider-Man. Exactly. No one's going to know how. But now, yeah, they, they've made... It's so that Spider-Man can once again be a street-level hero, as he should be. And he could still be an Avenger. He still could be, yes. Um, just because they forgot Peter Parker doesn't mean they can't meet Correct. and learn who Peter Parker is. Again, right. Exactly. 
So I think, so the future, unfortunately, and I say this because I haven't seen the second one, but from what you've said already, the second one's more of the first. I'm not too terribly interested in Venom and Spider-Man meeting up. Well, we don't know if it's going to be that Venom. It's a different one because the symbiote's there, but not. Exactly, exactly. But Did you watch Venom 2? No, I haven't yet. There's a well, there's a there's a line in there where somehow the multiverse comes up, something like that, and, and um something like yeah. that. But Venom says these there's things in, that you can never comprehend that I've been to different universes, this and that. So Yeah, I I, I, I know that piece I read about, even though I haven't seen the second <clears> one, I I know that I don't know the exact words, something like that I remember watching it. Something that the the, the Venom uh or the symbiote hive mind spans right. not just universe but multi-universe right so they it's looking for spider-man and clearly the the, right. the goop of the symbiotes there now that particular venom is not in the mcu universe so no because you notice he they was left. in the right. bar right and then he shifted back out but he left a little bit of his symbiote behind. do you know who the bartender was rojas yeah football is life football is life, life. great um so they're hinting. I mean, they had it at the end of Venom, and now they had it at the end of Spider-Man. They seem to be hinting pretty heavy that Venom's going to be next. I hope not, because I'd like to see something more street level. I want to see a new Doc Ock or something like that. Like, what are they going to do? Like, do those do those oh, enemies ever come? We haven't seen a Scorpion. No, right? I mean, are, are, are those the ones they just fought? Will they ever will they ever be part of this universe? Like, a, will there be a well? Will I'll say this? How about this? The 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 promise that Ned made, saying I will never turn against you, become your enemy. Could Ned become Hobgoblin? I believe Ned was Hobgoblin in the comics at one point. Oh, was he? But yeah. could be could be in this. It just doesn't. If didn't he was Hobgoblin, he may have been Demo Goblin. There's so many goblins. But he could be the next one. He could. So going forward, if I obviously I don't know, I'm not Kevin Feige and I'm not Marvel. I'm not. You'll find it on a site somewhere before you watch the movie. So go. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. From my, this is what I think is going to happen next, or what I'd like to see happen next. I'd like to see him more street level. Yeah, and if that includes an appearance by Daredevil, or vice versa, if he shows up in a Daredevil film or something, or right. even a Del Daredevil, Daredevil show. I think they'd be great because they're both street level right. uh, crime fighters that do and have crossed over many times because they're both in New York. I'd be okay with that. I, I'd like to see that, you know, because he's been fighting such cosmic and massive, awful things. His first three movies and everything he's shown up in. in it's got to be uh, smaller. Yeah. I think it needs to be smaller. I want to see I agree. it smaller. And I want to see him work for the Daily Bugle as and take pictures of Spider-Man. That would be hilarious. That's part of his character. That, that I agree. Is, I agree. Got to be back. You know, some of that's got to be there again. That's why you know the Sam Raimi one is still such a great couple. Of movies. I haven't watched the Venom one in a long time. I know it's not as good, but uh, oh, I didn't put that on my geek this week. I, I did watch the first Spider Man and got about halfway through the second Spider Man, the Raimi's. This one, yeah, this past Doc Ock one. Spider Man two is still one of the best ones ever made. So I, I think you just gave us a segue, Joe. In the pantheon of Spider-Man movies, where does this one lie? Third. Holy shit. You and I 100% agree. <laughs> I was like, 
You, uh, my, I like Spider-Man one because without one, you don't get two. That's my always, I always fight for that theory. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. one, two, three for me. But if you ask me, what is my probably the best movie out of them is Spider-Man two. So it's probably two, one, three, something like that. Two, one, Holland, whatever. Okay, <laughs> Those we don't hundred percent agree. Yeah. I agree. After seeing this, I wanted to say this is the best Spider-Man movie. As I've chewed on it, I, I don't want to denigrate it. This movie is no. fucking great. It's the best. It's the best MCU Spider-Man movie. Period. Hundred percent, and it's by far the most emotional Spider-Man movie. Not, not that there wasn't, like you said, in, in Amazing Spider-Man Two. There's emotion. There's emotion. The in, time, Uncle Ben, right? Yeah, uh, or even into the Spider Verse, right? There's right. There is emotion, but this is by far the most emotional, just because the death of Aunt May, and then you get uh, the character moments with you know Garfield and Maguire. Right. Right, you get some closure on those too, so it, it is emotional, and just the way they were all like brothers, and they even mentioned right. that in the movie. By far the most emotional. So I wanted to say that was my favorite Spider-Man movie, but I think I got to go back to. You know, I wrote it all down, and I wanted to say <laughs> I still think Amazing Spider-Man Two is the best. Not Amazing, no. sorry, Spider-Man Two, the Raimi. It's, it's yeah, that's what I mean. Flip flop yeah. for me. It's it's so good because it's doc. It's just great. It's a great movie all the way around. It is a fantastic film. I mean, it's so good. Anytime you can make your villain a a tragic villain or one that you yeah. can empathize with. Yeah. I mean, Doc Ock didn't want to be like you said. He didn't want to be evil. That no. one little chip on his thing snapped, and then he lost control of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's tragic, and. So, and then the fact that he basically got a happy ending. Right. They all did. So what's interesting about what we've learned from Avengers Endgame and from the multiverse, those universes still happened. Right? Yeah. I'm not quite sure the lizard guy got the ending he wanted. I think he wanted to be a lizard. I think they went back. He to was really into it. Yeah, I think he, he really wanted really to be that. I surprised. I wasn't sure if they got the same actor or not because they didn't really give him a lot of screen time. Or they did. I know. But it was like, well, he didn't get a lot of screen time. I feel bad for him. But uh, what we know about the multiverse is they still got to have their realities. They went back as cured and happy. Right. I love that everyone gets a happy ending, except Peter. Yeah. For the current Spider-Man. Yeah. So. Well, he did and didn't. He saved his friends, did what he wanted to do, but he's lonely. He's. he's yes. It's not the perfect ending. Movie, but, right. But his friends are safe for now. It was really good. So that said, I know. You always like to include, you know, the first movie of anything. For me, number one is still Spider-Man 2. Number two, I think, is Into the Spider-Verse. And now number three. Yeah, I didn't count the animated one. That's probably four. I'd have to watch it again. Just because, I just, you know, if I did love that line, like, I thought you were going to be black. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> again, Garfield apologized. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but again, even seeing those things. Right. You know, Marvel doesn't do anything on mistake, you know? No, no. In the last movie, Mysterio, Multiverse, find out that's all shit. But then in this one, you know, right away, Tom Holland's like, so there is a multiverse. Right. You know, uh, know, I thought you were going to be black. You know, you're from Queens, you help people, thought you were going to be black. (laughs) You know, that, and because we already saw it into the Spider-Verse, now he's been set in the MCU, there is a chance for Miles to show up at some point. Oh, yeah, I think so. They're going to have to do a live action for sure. Well... I'll give you this. If they do three more Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, that sixth one 
is gonna have to be a handoff. Miles, to yeah, I think because otherwise Collins gonna be way too old. Well, no, I mean, depends on what the storyline is. You know, I mean, I understand, but I can see who. I mean, I can see ten years staying with a franchise after that. I mean, well, it I mean, it depends on what the Marvel. I mean, the Marvel universe is a continuum, so people get older, and Spider Man does get older in the comics, right? He doesn't stay sixteen or seventeen forever. Yeah, you know. So, but I think you're right. If the third one's got to be a Miles introduction or it's the second it. one, even, you know, who knows? But certainly what, by the yeah. sixth, it's got to be a handoff. For sure. For sure. All right. I mean, listen, I need to see the movie again. I want to see it again. Maybe on my week off, I'll have to go to like a noon show on a Wednesday or something when no one's around. And uh, I, I'd like to see it again so I can sit back and watch all the little things again. Um, I do want to see it in the theater one more time because we're not going to see this for a while. It's not going to be streaming. You can't even stream Sony the Sony Spider Man movies anywhere. So Disney Plus had them for a little bit. Mm. It was just a little bit. Did they? I didn't know that. I thought so, they did for a little bit, but then they went away again. Well, you can you can always buy it. Well, I have the Blu-rays downstairs, but I've got them digitally, so I can stream them. Yeah. But anyways, uh, it's really good. I don't know what else to say other than it's been a great it's a great movie. Um. The best Spider-Man MCU movie, a great ending to the trilogy that they made, certainly worthy. Uh, they did what I thought they couldn't do. I mean, they they wrapped it up nicely. They stuck the landing way better than the Hawkeye finale. I give the landing a nine five. Wow, high praise. Well, I'm just saying they did stick the landing, no question. But there are a couple little tweaks, and this is maybe pure fan. Like I said, if we had seen Kristen, Kirsten Dunst, ten out of ten. Where is this in the MCU movies for you? Like you said, it is the best MCU Spider-Man film. Yeah, but I'm talking so about the I'd MCU. Look at my, yeah. I'm, yeah, so I'm saying if I look at my list of ranked MCU movies, which I don't even know is complete right now, but it's certainly going to be above uh, Homecoming. I'd have to see where that is in my list right now. It's it's up there, it's up there. But the thing is, there is a rewatchability factor just because of the surprise of seeing Garfield and Maguire, and I love, I do love that, and I'll probably watch at least one or two more times just to re-experience that again. But better than Endgame? No. Okay. No. Better than Ragnarok? It's hard to see because they're such different films, and I just. You know what? I'm going to say no. I like Ragnarok more because I think Ragnarok's perfect. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a moment that drags once in that movie. I think the pace is perfect. There are a couple dragging moments in this movie. Yeah, there's a. I mean, people will probably laugh at me, but I think I really enjoyed Shang Chi a lot. I think I would put Shang Chi's a little bit better than this movie, only. Oh, oh. Only because it's all new characters that I never knew, and it took me through different. It was it was all brand new to me. That's all, and I and I think that um, everything we got in this movie, uh, I'm not going to pick on it, but because it's great, it, I, it's it's there's a lot of fan service, a lot of things, callbacks, and nostalgia, everything, all the feels, all the stories are there. I think it's just a lot harder to get me to learn a new character of a different thing um, that I, had, you know what I mean? Like, right? It, that's all. And I think Sean Chi just did a great job of building a whole new world and setting up a whole new thing for me to really enjoy. And I just loved all the characters in that movie. I, I just so Sean Chi gets more credit because the characters are new and yet you still cared about them. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, just because it was all yeah something I've never seen before, and it's it was all new worlds, and um, you know, I just I just dug it. I just thought it was something different, you know. Um, so yeah, for me, you know, I haven't seen Eternals yet. How how I mean, I don't even know what that's like for this year, anyways. But I <laughs> know we're terrible. We didn't even see that. So I, I, I don't think a lot of people have. <laughs> that's okay. It comes to Disney Plus on January twelfth, so probably, we'll cover uh, it on this podcast. Yeah, way later. All right. Anything else, Michael? Before we sign off before the holidays. I think we're good, Joe. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening. Have a Merry Christmas and any holiday that you follow. Um, if you'd like to yell at Michael and I over our reviews, they can do that at our social media. Michael, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast or on Facebook on both a page and a group at the KyberCast. Cool. And if you'd like to give us a Christmas present this this time, you can go to patreon.com slash kybercast and tr- contribute to the show. But as always, the best way to help our podcast is to share it with a friend. Uh, tell them they can find it in any of the podcatchers that they listen to. Uh, better yet, if you can leave a review or smash that subscribe button, Michael, smash it. Smash it for Christmas. So that you, smash it for Christmas. Help us out. Um, leave a review. All those good things. Um it really helps the show. Or check us out at kybercast.com. You can listen to all of our shows there. They're everything, our whole back catalog is there. We can see a back catalog, Michael, because we're 125 shows in, so there's back catalog. That's right. Um, check it out there. And uh, we've got a store, too, if you want to find some cool things at kybercast.com slash shop. And until next time, oh, man, we're, we're going to be recording before Book of Boba Fett, so we have to talk about that, too, Michael. No, maybe not, if we do Thursdays. We can talk about that. Because uh, Book if of Boba Fett... Thursday, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. So we'll be reviewing the Book of Boba Fett next week. Maybe Matrix. I don't know. I'll see if how I feel about that. Oh, you got a week. You got a week. Star Wars is way more important than Keanu. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. Anyways, you guys all have a great holiday. Book of Boba Fett's next week. Until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.